friends. This is Cheryl from Tutoring with Cheryl. And I have an upcoming blog post that I actually wanted to record in advance. And so this might not actually show up on the blog post, but my question is, why do kids struggle with learning fractions? Um, I am currently working with a fifth grader um, in the state of Texas. And while we haven't actually tackled fractions yet, we are focusing on um, the STARS test that she'll be taking. And um, yesterday, when we were practicing fractions, um, she just really was asking me a lot of questions that made me think of this question, why do kids struggle with learning their fractions? And I got to tell you, she's a sweetheart. She did very, very well with just a little bit of clarification. But it made me reflect back to the things that I saw when I was in the classroom and why kids struggled with their fractions. And over the years, I've noticed a few things that might help explain why some kids struggle with this concept. Now, again, remember, I'm not a doctor of math. I'm not, I'm just a teacher who's had a lot of years experience turned professional tutor. I work with kids in person and online and these are still trends that I see. This is nothing new, okay? So um, <laughs> it would be interesting to have a mathematician break all this down, but I'm just speaking from lay terms, things that I've seen. Um, so hopefully this will be helpful to you. The first thing that I've noticed, kids don't understand fractions because they're so abstract. They're abstract. So children are used to seeing whole numbers in standard form, like you're counting numbers, one, two, three, four. But suddenly we shift the way we see these numbers and the way they look and we add things like the fraction bar so that four could become a fraction like four-fifths. Well, what's the bar? What is the five on the bottom? What happened to the numbers the kids were looking at? Suddenly it's changed. So if those foundations for the child aren't strong enough, they're left to wonder what happened to the numbers. And another example of this problem that they experience is they struggle to relate the idea of a fraction because they don't see how the fraction fits into their world. You know, fractions have a lot of rules. Kids learn new vocabulary. They learn words like equivalency, simplify, reduce, greatest common factor, least common multiple, numerator, denominator, reciprocal. You know, that's just to name a few. And there's a lot of complex rules and kids need to remember a lot of rules and it can get very confusing. You know, if their working memory isn't very strong and they're having to keep going, go back in their long-term memory and then try to utilize their working memory, that's a lot of steps. And so these rules for adding and subtracting are different than the rules for multiplying and dividing and they get lost in all the rules. It's just like, so much. Think about when you do your taxes and all the things you have to remember. Well, you're constantly looking back, right? But we're expecting kids to just learn these rules and be able to apply them. And I think that's asking a lot. Kids get confused. They don't realize that the fraction is just another form of a decimal. And they're confused with this whole idea of fractions to decimal. They're just lost. And kids with poor foundations in basic math skills are going to struggle to find their answers to the problems because they're still trying to determine their basic math facts. And this leads to errors in their math algorithm, which is the step that it takes to solve the math problem.
Well, no wonder our kids are struggling with their fractions. We can see that this leads to confusion, frustration, and sometimes tears, not just by the kids, maybe the parents, maybe the teachers. No wonder everybody's confused. So what's a parent supposed to do? Well, I came up with six suggestions. And, you know, I don't know that these suggestions are going to work for every child. And I certainly don't know that you'd need to apply them to every time you sit down to work with your child at home. But add these to your toolbox. Go back to them. Think, oh, you can print this out, as a matter of fact, because it gives you just six things that you could do. Um, so if it's on um, multiple pages or whatever for you, just copy, cut, and paste it into a document that you can print out and, and come back to. So <clears throat> the first suggestion for things that you can do at home is number one, have your child brush up on all of their math facts. So if you have followed me for any length of time, you know how important I feel this is. So if your child can do the calculations for their math facts very quickly, they're fluent, then they're going to be much more competent as they're applying those math facts to these new mathematical skills. They're not going to have to stop and think about the answers to their addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division facts. They can now focus on the actual steps it takes to do the addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division within their fractions. And don't forget about those mixed numbers. That's a whole nother thing. And a mixed number is a whole number with a fraction like four and one third. We're going to add, subtract, multiply, and divide within those as well. So they really need to have a firm foundation with those math facts. Find apps on your phone, on their iPad, on, on the internet that they can use to go and practice those. And by golly, you've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it again. Those math flashcards can be turned into games. Okay. That, that is the simplest tool. Go to the dollar store or whatever uh, low cost store you have in your area. Purchase a pack for each one, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and use them. Okay. Get creative with how you're going to use them. Pull out those game boards. Use those math flashcards. Have those kids. Um, say the fact before they play the game, you are working on not only building their confidence with those flashcards and there's motivation, but you're also practicing some problem solving along the way. And you know what? They're going to be doing the same thing when they're working on those fraction problems. They're going to have to know the math fact and apply it. So they might as well know the math fact and work on some problem solving within those uh, fun games. And, and it takes the stress out of the practice. It really, truly does. Try it. You're going to thank me later. Okay. Tip number two. If your child is learning a new skill and you as the parent are not familiar with it, then do your best to learn along with them. And I got to tell you, I love Khan Academy. The founder, Sal, and I should know Sal's last name, but I don't know it, but his name is Sal. He's done an amazing job of curating wonderful videos with practice problems for learners to work through. And you can search his site for concepts that your child is working on, the grade level, and you can find exactly what you're looking for. As a matter of fact, I just used it this morning in a tutoring session. My student that I was working with this morning, uh, we got to, well, it was the same one I referred to. We got to the question, um, it was about uh, volume, as a matter of fact. This was a question about volume. And and this student was confused about, well, no, I don't think I've learned volume. So I said, we're, we're going to watch a video and do some practice problems. And the way he works it out for them is just so concrete. 
I, I know I could not have done a better job. So we watched the video and then we did the practice problems that followed. And this student just was like, oh, I didn't know this. And so use Khan Academy as a teaching tool. That's not what I use to teach my lessons with, but it's a tool that when a student gets stuck, I know I can go to. It's trusted and it provides practice problems. Check it out. Okay, tip number three. Okay, ladies, you're going to love this. Some guys might love this too. Pinterest. I love Pinterest for ideas. Go to Pinterest or search Google Images and look for images that have already been created that have directions for the steps for the mathematical process your child is stuck on. So if your child is doing addition of fractions with unlike denominators, then search for images that show the steps and follow along with those steps as you are practicing the problems at home. This is as simple as a few clicks on your computer or whatever device you're using. And they're going to give you lots of different examples. You could even just practice those examples that they have. But build confidence. You know, you could save those images to your gallery and come back to them to look at them. You don't have to print them out and put them up all over your house. Um, make a folder of them on your own Pinterest or put them into your own Google images. Um, come back to them. Okay, now make sure that you abide by any um, copyright laws. Okay, I'm not telling you to pirate anything. I'm just saying save the images um, like as a bookmark so that you can quickly go back to them. Okay, step number four. If you're not able to show this abstract concept yourself, maybe you're working on subtracting fractions um, and they have to do regrouping because they've now suddenly jumped into mixed numbers. And you're like, oh my gosh, now what? Find a video. Watch it with your child. Talk about it. Practice it. And you learn something new along the way. And you're going to build your confidence as well. Uh, tip number five. Relate decimals and fractions. And my best suggestion is to start with money. Because in second grade already, so it, well, first grade, they're looking at the coins and just counting the coins. Second grade, they're looking at the coins and counting up different varieties of the coins. Okay, so you can already start this in first and second grade. But remember an example like this. It takes 100 pennies to make an American dollar. So if you're not in America and your system is different, I'm sorry, I'm using American dollars here. So if we have 25 cents, then you can write that out in decimal form as 25 cents. You can add the dollar sign if you want, but in this case, you don't really need to. It's 25 hundredths of the full dollar. So you'd write 0.25. Okay, so that's 25 hundredths of the dollar are those 25 cents. And really make that super concrete. Then rewrite that decimal as 25 over 100. So your numerator is 25. If you don't know, the top number is the numerator. Your denominator, the bottom number, is 100 with the fraction bar in between. And that fraction is read as 25 hundredths. Start to make those connections early so your child has background knowledge that they can apply when they're in the classroom. We have to remember that it is not the teacher's job to teach your child everything. It, it, it literally cannot be done. I got to tell you this. Been a teacher for a lot of years, and I would love to say that I've taught every child everything they've ever needed to know. But we have to remember that if your child's in a public school system and depending on the system that they're at, 
they might have between 10, 15, 20, 30. Some classes could be 35 kids uh, large. You know, I don't know how big classes get over in countries, you know, like India, China. I don't know how big the, the cap is on, their, on those classes. So we have to understand that we are our child's first teacher. So it is our job to teach them some of these things. And if we don't know how to do it, we have to figure out how. Okay, my last tip, number six, get creative in the kitchen. Find recipes that you want to make and create those recipes with your children. Your bonding, this is super important to spend time with your children. And it's so important that your child understands measurements. And while you're cooking and baking, you can use measuring cups. And on my measuring cups, I know I have one three quarters, two thirds, one third, and one fourth. This is going to go a long way to supporting their basic understanding of fractions. You're building that foundation that's going to help them later on. I remember early in my career, um, I had a kiddo that could just tell me uh, when we were comparing fractions, you know, I'd give him three quarters and one third, and I'd be expecting them to do some math. And he's like, well, no, I know three quarters is larger. And, you know, I'm like, great, tell me how. Oh, I cook all the time. Well, see, there was no math involved. They were just using this mental image. But I have to tell you that that goes a long way to supporting their background knowledge, and it's going to help them in the long run. So hopefully these ideas will give you the confidence to help your child at home with their fractions. However, if you feel like you cannot support their understanding of these ideas or any other math ideas, don't wait for them to figure it out on your own. I just did a recent podcast with um, uh, Kelly, um, Kelly, I'm going to say your last name wrong again, uh, Duramshi. There we go, Kelly Duramshi, and she does early literacy. And I asked her, tell me the advice that you give to parents, what you'd want them to know. And she echoed my opinion. She said, don't wait. If your child has a problem with their reading, intervene right away. And I'm going to say the same thing about math. If your child has a problem, you can't support them. The teachers are giving you reports that they're falling behind or they're struggling. Don't wait. That's a red flag right there. Get the support that you need. Find resources or trained professionals that can support your child so they have a firm grasp of fractions or anything else that they're working on. Um, and, and going back to this idea of fractions, those fractions are going to continue to show up as your child advances in school. They're not just going to be in first grade where we're taking a square and cutting it in half and saying, well, one out of two is a half. I'm going to eat half my sandwich. It's going to grow and grow and grow. They're going to follow them all the way through school. They're going to show up in their science classes. You want to give them a solid foundation to grow on. So do not wait. Okay. For more information about tutoring with Cheryl, you can email directly directly at CherylEuling at gmail.com. You can go to Midwest tutor.com backslash home dash two. Um, you can send me messages there or sign up for tutoring. You can go to my blogs on the menu. Um, you can go to Instagram at elementary math tutoring. I have a Facebook uh, page called tutoring with Cheryl, and you can search me out at tutoring with Cheryl on Spotify. I don't have a Spotify account. All of these things go from anchor on my webpage into Spotify. So that's why you have to kind of search for me. Um, as always, best wishes, find the, the help that you need to support your child 
uh, reach out to me if you need help. If I can't help you, and I got to tell you, I just got a request yesterday. Uh, can you help my child with eighth grade math? No, that's not my specialty, but I will help you find a specialist. And I did. And I'm hoping that they are moving forward with the specialist that I recommended. So best wishes. And as always, keep the learning going.